Welcome to Agency for Change, the podcast that brings you the stories of people creating positive change in the world. We explore what inspires these change makers, the work they're doing, and how they share their message. Each of us can play a part in change. And these are the people who show us how. Hello, fellow change makers. This is Kelly Peterson, nonprofit creative director from Kid Glove. Welcome to another episode of the Agency for Change podcast. Today, we're talking with Laura Schwartz, Executive Director at Papillion Community Foundation. In 1998, a group of dedicated volunteers with the intent to carry on local traditions and engage the community founded the Papillion Community Foundation. Over 20 plus years, the foundation has built its claim to fame through their flagship annual events, Papillion Days and Winter Wonderland. The Papillion Community Foundation works to enhance the quality of life through remarkable events that highlight local culture and embrace inclusivity. I can't wait to learn more. Laura, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me. You bet. Laura, the Papillion Community Foundation has been around for more than 20 years. Can you tell us about your organization's vision for the next 20 years? Absolutely. I really love this question because, you know, sometimes when you start something, it's cool to see where it goes, you know, after it's been running for a while. And so we've been doing this now for a little over 20 years. And it's just that it amazes me every day how we can make changes to make our community better. So in 20 years, I see us really following our mission of identifying, developing, and supporting this community by uh, starting a brand new program that will enhance what we're doing. It It will kind of be in cooperation with the events that we do, but it will also take care of our community through feeding those in need in our community. So in 20 years, I, I want people to look at the Papillion Community Foundation and say, they, we are feeding the Papillion Community and the surrounding Surfy County area and you know, providing really locally grown, healthy food options for those in need. Wow, that is a new thing added to your vision from 20 years ago. 100%. But really, I think, I think it, it does play into the same. Um, you know, their intent when they started the foundation was to continue helping the community and continue supporting the community, whether it's through leisure activities and things that bring everyone together or combining those with real programs that, that, that make a difference in people's lives when they need it most, I think, is, is the most important thing. That's just great. Let's talk about those leisure activities real quick. In the opening comments, I mentioned that the foundations work to enhance the quality of life through your flagship events. Can you talk specifically about these events? Let's start with your community festival fondly called Papillion Days. Well, I mean, I think, um, you know, Papillion Days, it's just, it's a tradition. It's a, it's, it's a way of life for this, for our city. It brings us all together. It, it, it showcases where we, where we used to be, where we are now and where we're going. It's just a place for people to come together and relax and have fun and, and just enjoy being around people. You know, Papillion Days is a place where, 
you, you can see, even though you live next door to your neighbor, sometimes you don't always see them, but you see them at Papillion Days. It's, it's, it's time-honored traditions from the most amazing parade I've ever seen that just shuts down the city main street and all we do is celebrate each other and, and the organizations that, that bring us all together, you know, to the fireworks show that thousands of people come out and watch or, or plan their evening, you know, Friday of Papillion Days, they plan their evening around the fireworks, you know, to just bringing a, a bunch of local artisans and, and nonprofits and local businesses together to, to just have a cool little marketplace. And then you have your time-honored tradition like monarch wings that the Boy Scouts make. I mean, people come to Papillion just to eat a monarch wing. And Papillion Days hits and they celebrate you know, the start of summer and being together with families. And then it culminates with, you know, with a Sunday of Father's Day. Um, and so we celebrate dads and families. So, you know, it's just a really cool way to bring the community back in together. And when you're sitting there watching that parade, you're thinking, you're not thinking, wow, we live 10 minutes from the city of Omaha. You know, you're thinking, this is a small town that, you know, here we are still celebrating it in a big way, but that small town feel is still there. Absolutely. And you can't deny a parade and fireworks. <laughs> Everybody, I mean, there's nothing more American than that. I mean, and our fireworks show is one of the best. I mean, and I'm not from Nebraska. I'm not a native of Nebraska. And I've lived in some large cities. And, you know, it really is one of the best I have ever seen every year. You know, Bellino. Mr. Bellino donates the fireworks show to us. And just because it's such a big piece of what this community does, you know, during that time, he's so amazing. Every year it seems to get better. So, you know, but people sit on their driveways with their families and their friends and their, or sit next to people they don't even know and, you know, just enjoy it. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's an amazing event. So we just love that. So the Papillion Foundation is definitely lighting up the sky in the summertime, but you light up other things too in the winter. Now tell us about all the ways the Winter Wonderland event makes the seasons bright. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think in the last couple of years, the thing that has come to people enjoy during the holidays are Hallmark movies, right? The Christmas Hallmark movies. Well, we basically have a Hallmark movie right here in our town during during Winter Wonderland. So uh, it's an amazing partnership with the city of Papillion. Um, they put up over 800,000 lights every single year. They start putting those lights up in September and people see them going up and they know what they're for and they're super excited. And, and so, I mean, really they kind of build that, in, you know, that, 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 joy that it's coming, you know, and it starts in September and, and then it culminates always the, uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving uh, when we light up those 800,000 plus lights and, and from City Hall to City Park. And so it's really as you crest the hill on 84th Street to going, going south, you just... It, it, it really does become a winter wonderland. I mean, there are lights on both sides of the street. Everything is lit up down through the downtown area and all the way to city park, which, you know, is lit up with different displays and the trees are lit, are, are, are lit up. And it, it, 
having Winter Wonderland is just the, the, the start of the holiday season. So it's really just kind of that, you know, that festival of lights that really kicks off everything. And usually we're able to bring everybody together and we have free carriage rides and we have a parade, another parade. We like parades here. Uh, <laughs> free hot chocolate and we have fire pits that line the main street. You know, we're not fighting traffic because the traffic has shut down, which is amazing because it really just becomes like a foot zone for people to just walk around and enjoy their city. Uh, and we have music and we have reindeer and we have Santa and we have the carriages and the carriages are carrying people throughout the city and you hear the bells ringing, the sleigh bells and the music and people are drinking their hot chocolate. And I mean, you never see an upset person. Everybody's just happy to, to start in holiday season. It sounds like so much fun. And I, for years, people had been telling me, you need to come because it's like nothing you've ever seen. And I thought, really? You know, lights <laughs> in the town? Okay. Well, for right. one thing, I had no idea that it was 800,000 lights. Right. No wonder. And it is named extremely well because when I did go, it truly is a winter wonderland and, and very, very magical. So hats off to everyone involved in that. And I also love the aspect that you have a partnership with the city of Papillion uh, in putting that together because you wouldn't be able to do it without one another. So oh, that is huh. such a such a neat yeah. relationship and partnership that you yeah. have. Yeah, I mean, we're very fortunate to, to be in the city with the city government that we have, and they're very supportive of this type you know, of, of activity and events. You know, we certainly couldn't do it without them. I mean, we couldn't do it without them because they put up all the light. We couldn't do it without them because they help provide first responders and traffic control, and they, but they pretty much give us the run of this whole area. And uh, they're part of the planning and, and they have their families there, you know, so that's it just really again it brings everybody together and it gives you a chance to really talk to people on a different level different setting you know where it's not so formal and uh, you can just enjoy it so the papillion days in the winter wonderlands are two events or winter wonderland are two events that you are definitely known for but you do so much more than those annual events so in addition to the events, what other community initiatives do you lead and or support? So another partnership that we have with the city of Papillion is uh, Veterans Park. So it is our park here in Papillion, but it really honors all veterans who have served in, that are from Sarpy County. So any veteran who has served, lived, lived here, gone to school here, served here in Sarpy County is, is able to put their name on that honor wall. And these are honor walls. So, you know, these could be people who are still serving or just recently retired. It may be someone who it has passed away and it's a way to honor them. So it's just an amazing project where, because I will say that Papillion is a very patriotic town. They really, really support um, military and military families, which is important. And they see the value of service and appreciate it. And, you know, really like to, to celebrate those who have heard that call. So to have a place, we have the honor walls, which are just really beautiful, the way they're set into that park. It's a city park. It's a public park. It's set on a, 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 a night of kind of a main corner here in town. And it's a serene place 
And when you walk from the parking lot or from the sidewalk into that park, you know you're in a, a different place, even though it's a city park and it's a public space. Um, we try to make it a really kind of contemplative place where people can reflect and see the names of their friends and family or, you know, people they know who have served, people that are gone now or people who are just starting to serve. And it's just a place for them just to enjoy. It's, it's a beautiful setting. So we help with that in that we do all the administration for that the, for the park. Um, you know, we, we are able to help the veterans get their names on, on the walls. You know, we work with the, the parks and facilities folks that help us then actually physically put them up. And, and it's all the park is always in a finished stage. So we don't start another project until one is done. Again, you just spoke of so many different, the community coming together and those partnerships and those relationships and honoring those who have served. The Papillion Foundation certainly does just amazing things. And you've shared with us already just how some of the main things, but can you talk about the impact of your work that you've seen firsthand? Tell us a story. Well, so I will just, one story that, that kind of comes from Veterans Park is, you know, creating partnerships with, with, with those veterans and their families, and then learning, it, it's given me the opportunity, I believe, to, to learn about there are a lot of veterans in need out there. So we were able to partner with another nonprofit here in town called Moving Veterans Forward uh, and, and start the Pantry for our Patriots. So unfortunately, there are a lot of veterans who have fallen into homelessness, and, and, you know, Moving Veterans Forward works with the VA to get those veterans off, out of homelessness and into transitional homes and housing so that they can kind of regroup and start their lives. And so we were able to come in, <clears throat> excuse me, and start Pantry for Our Patriots as basically, basically a supportive program and we can purchase groceries. So when that veteran is placed into that home, Moving Veterans Forward provides all of the household goods that they need from sheets and towels to beds and couches and pots and pans. So they provide all that. And then we can come in and go take them shopping at Hy-Vee, because it's another partnership with Hy-Vee, uh, and provide them about four to five weeks of, of, of groceries, like really sustaining food for them for free so they don't have to worry about where is their next meal going to come from you know they're able to just move in get settled and, and not worry about that so that's been a big thing that we've been able to start and and I was able to go last Wednesday and shop with a veteran uh, who you know is pulling things back together and getting his life back together and I was able to walk through the grocery store and shop with him it was it just was a real honor to do that to just to see that he he kind of just was able to calm himself knowing that he doesn't have to worry about that moving forward um and for the next several weeks uh he's going to be taken care of so it was nice to be able to get to know him and and see that firsthand how having some a resource like that just is it's just a calming thing he doesn't have to worry about it so that was that was a real joy and then i would say i've seen you know, a couple of other impacts. I, I know I've seen impacts through Winter Wonderland. It seems silly because it's just an event, but it really does impact people because it, it, it people are able to come down and experience what's happening downtown 
they may have visit they may visit a small business they've never visited before. And then to have that small business come back to us and say, that was the largest night that we've ever had in sales for the whole year. To know that you're impacting a business like that, just because you're creating a place for people to come and gather, they are visiting those little businesses, those mom and pop shops that mean so much to us. And and, and they're like, oh, and it kind of develops a relationship. And, and so we're not only just having a place for people to go and and, and shop locally, but we're also supporting that business with a day of business that can sustain them, you know, through maybe a slower time of the year. So there's a lot of impact there. And it's nice to hear that from both sides. You hear a lot of people say, well, I didn't even know that business was here. And I love it. And I'm going to be a regular there. And then you have the business owner saying it was the biggest night we've ever had. So, um, and that, that's really cool to see. So that that's a big impact. And then I think through fulfilling days, the impact that I see the most is just families who plan their summer around fulfilling days. You know, they, they plan how they get together, how they're going to gather, how they're going to have fun. And, and they plan that around Pagoni Days. So really what you're doing is you're you're not just putting on an event for the city. You're, you're creating this bond with families. And so I think that's really important. So, wow, you specifically talked about impacting veterans, impacting businesses, impacting families. Such a well-rounded vision that the... Papillion Foundation has. And when you have that round vision, when something happens like a global pandemic, not only has that thrown us all kind of uh, for a loop, uh, especially does when you're helping a population uh, like veterans who may be struggling already. So as we are in the midst of the global COVID-19 pandemic, I'm curious, how has this impacted the work you're doing? We've been able to step back, look at those three words on the wall that say identify, develop, and support, and and say, how do we do that better? Not just the status quo of running around trying to get all the events done, because that can be a stressful thing. It's given us a chance to take a breath and say, are we serving the community and meeting those three words, identify, develop, support? That's really important. So through that, we were able to collect we have a lot of nonprofits in Papillion that are making an incredible impact on this community, on certain Serpent County, even the Omaha community and Douglas County. So it's kind of given us a chance to pull them all together and get on a call. We were doing monthly calls. Now we're kind of doing them quarterly just to, to say, hey, what's going on in your world? How can we help? You know, what do you need? Or Maybe we have a need that they can help, you know, so it's just kind of a place to bring, uh, bring them all together to just, to just chat, you know, make sure we're all going towards the same goal. And, and do we know what services each, each provides? And so if somebody comes in here to the Pulling Community Foundation and says, you know, I need after school care for my kids and I don't know where to go, I can send them to the Pulling Vista Schools Foundation because they run kids club. If someone comes, if a business or a, somebody comes in here and says, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to lose my business. I need some kind of a grant, you know, to help. I know that the Midlands Community Foundation has a COVID re- response relief fund that they can go talk to them about. You know, I can go 
another small business, if it, you know, the Sarkican Chamber also has a foundation that's giving out grants to help, you know, keep businesses sustained and, and working and running. So, you know, we can connect them with there, you know, with, with the Sarkin County Chamber, because we know through this call that what everybody's offering and how they're doing that. So that was a that was an eye-opening experience for us to kind of pull everybody together. And from that, then, you know, we were able to come up with our vision of the Pavilion Urban Gardens, which we are getting ready to, to, to bring to the community. So a lot of people are seeing COVID-19 in this global pandemic as a negative. I kind of view it, you know, it hasn't been fun. You know, and a lot of friends have gotten sick and, you know, luckily a lot of friends have gotten through it, but we've seen a lot of people in the community, you know, suffer with this. I really see it as more of a positive for us because it's been a chance to step back from the status quo and say, what are we doing well? What are we not doing well? And how can we do more? So that's kind of how I see it. And, um, you know, certainly it's affected the bottom line, but, you know, you just keep plugging away and it's going to work out, you know. Well, Laura, thank you for wearing those rose-colored glasses, because sometimes we need those in this world. And I also love what you shared about your mission and how you use it as a gauge to continue your steadfast focus on identifying, developing, and supporting the people that live within the Papillion community. And you gave so many great stories right there or examples of somebody coming in needing this. You identified a need. You either developed the program to help them and or knew the resource. So then therefore supported them. And you're doing it in so many different ways for sure. So there was another event that the foundation has been involved in. And as we just talked about COVID-19, the year 2020 uh, for many reasons, didn't have a lot of cause for celebration. But yeah. for the Papillion community, 2020 had some pretty historical significance. Can you tell us about how the foundations plays a role in the Papillion 150? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we were honored to kind of have the city of Papillion ask us to put together a committee and kind of spearhead the Papillion 150 celebration because 2020 marked the 150th birthday of our city, which is really significant. To think that where we were 150 years ago, we were just a small kind of farm railroad town and, and where we are now, where we are a thriving suburb of the city of Omaha. So celebrating that, you know, we were able to look back at like the 100 year celebration and just think about all the cool things that we were gonna do to kind of bring some of those fun, events back to, you know, that we had done 50 years ago, you know, back to life and how can we update them and how can we build them into things that are already going on in the communities, uh, in our community, like Pavilion Days, Winter Wonder, and, you know, different organizations, their events and that kind of thing. So we had, a we started, I would say in 2000, really in 2018, starting to plan for 2020, not knowing what we were going to experience in 2020. But the one thing I think that we all agreed on, and, and Bob O'Neill uh, is the the executive uh, committee chair for the Papillion 150, and he's a, a, a grown up here and, and just really loves the city. And we have a great executive committee with Bob O'Neill, 
Spencer Kimmel from Pinnacle Bank and also Andy Rickley, who is the superintendent of the Planning with Community Schools. Yeah, schools. Uh, they're they're part of that planning process, and then myself and Joe Hunter, who is our assistant director, and and a group of just local people, you know, business owners, people who grew up here, you know, came, came together and started that planning. But the one thing that we kind of wanted to 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 come out of this was some kind of a public art program, a project. Uh, we had never done a, a large scale public art project in Papillion. Sarpy County had done one uh, in the early 2000s, but that was a Sarpy County project with Ken Mulzer and the Pavilion Arts Council and, and a local artist named Al Ray. We were able to come up with the butterfly benches. Uh, so the Wings of a Pavilion Butterfly Benches public art project kind of came to fruition. And we thought, well, when we first got together, we thought, okay, these benches are large. They're very large. They weigh about 300 pounds a piece and big metal benches and they were going to be kind of an art canvas uh, for local artists. And we thought, well, if we get 10 of them, if we get 10 of them sponsored, we'll feel pretty good about it. Well, we ended up with 34, 34 benches. Each had its own artist selected for a piece of art that they submitted and the sponsors chose the art that they, you know, as they sponsored that bench, that's what they wanted their bench to look like. And these benches became... 34 very unique canvases, if you will, uh, for all kinds of different organizations in town and families. And, you know, and they're just, they're just gorgeous. And somehow through a, a global pandemic, we were able to get this done and get them all out and get them placed into the community within, within 2020. And it wasn't an easy undertaking. I think I probably lifted those benches, each one of them, at least two or three times myself. But it, it, it was just a way getting those out and then having a map of all of them. It was amazing how many people just, it was one way to get out and experience some kind of joy. They all started getting put out in May and they were all out by June of 2020, and it just became like a huge family scavenger hunt for people. We printed the maps, and people would just go visit them and take pictures with them and, I mean, submit the pictures back. And, I mean, it was just like the creativity, not just of the artists who created these beautiful pieces of art, but also the people who took pictures with their animals and their kids. And, you know, it was just, it was really cool. Everybody was posting pictures and, you know, we were able to even have groups come from Omaha that wanted to visit the benches, you know, and we would do little tours. And I mean, it, you know, and you could do it outside. So it was relatively, you know, people could be safe and, and enjoy it. And so, yeah, that was a huge thing, a huge boost for the community. I feel like if we didn't have that project going out when it did, I think it brought a, a sense of joy to people that maybe wouldn't have otherwise happened. So that was, a, and those benches are going to be in our community for many, many years to come because that's, you know, how they were designed. So, you know, people just really enjoyed that. I love the plus one and uh, every story that you've told, you've just been able to pivot and make it something possibly even more amazing than it originally would have been. 
And you probably didn't know you had a built-in workout program when you were moving all of those benches. You know, that was a benefit. Exactly. <laughs> and then I'm yeah, just thinking, benefit. <laughs> I was just thinking of all the amazing stories that you just told about the murals and uh, being the change that you want to see in the world. And I just knew that you would be the perfect change maker to be on this podcast for all kinds of reasons. Oh, the you. Papillion Community Foundation has enhanced the quality of life for thousands of people. What are some of the greatest stories you've heard that demonstrate the outcome of your work? Well, I would say there was one story in particular, one this summer, this past summer, kind of towards the end of the summer, and there was a young lady who was, I was walking up to get the mail, and when I walk up to get our mail, I have to walk past the first butterfly effect mural that we put up, and it's kind of a traditional papillion, it's a kind of a more of a traditional monarch butterfly, color scheme and everything, and she was, she had a friend that was taking her picture, and she had a balloon and I mean, she were doing some really fun pictures, but then she got super emotional. Was, and I, of course, just happened to walk by when she got super emotional and, and I, you know, I'm kind of a sap, so I cry a lot. And I, you know, I just, I couldn't not ask why, you know, she, what was it that, you know, made her emotional. And she just said there was something in her life uh, that she'd had to get through and it kind of culminated with something joyous, obviously she was able to come out of whatever it was that was 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 kind of what you consider a bad thing, and and to celebrate that her fight, you know, beating and whatever it was that she was fighting and beating that she had said the whole time because that mural has been up for over a year that when she knew this fight was over she was going to come and have a picture taken there and that was going to be something she was going to she does a blog and so she was going to blog about it so i i feel like that was it and it this was a major thing she was fighting so she felt like she she beat it but the thing to her that's that was the symbol of her beating was going to be able to take a picture there and so that was pretty cool to kind of you know just happen to walk to the you know, the mailbox and see what was going on. Cause otherwise I wouldn't have known the story. So we were able to, you know, kind of share that story so that, you know, she, she knew that people were knew what was kind of going on, but, but how that, how something that small could just really impact her, you know, was, was, was huge. And then I think another example was just, I was talking to someone who, you know, unfortunately did have to cancel some billion days this year for 20 or in 2020 and sometimes you take it for granted because you do it year in, year out, and it's just kind of a, you go through the motions to get it done, but not thinking about how it does really, you know, affect people, like, if it's not there, like, how does that have this kind of trickle-down effect? And her her mom, who had was had gotten much older, it was just a way that they always celebrated every year, and unfortunately, she she lost her mom. It was sad for her not to be able to have celebrated that with her mom one last time. So, you know, I mean, we talked a little bit about how they had celebrated the year before. And so she was able to kind of tell me some of their traditions, which was, was really cool, you know. And so we can share that story and keep that alive. And, you know, so I think those are things that you just, you know, you don't know how you're really affecting. Even with something like an event, a lot of times people don't think maybe those are as impactful as they are, but they, they really are. You know, they really are. It, make, it, it shapes people's 
the threads and the fabrics of people's of lives and how they go about doing things. And so, yeah, it was having those those people kind of share that with you is is uh, it grounds you, I guess. Absolutely, and and to think about events, events really are important. It's kind of similar to our personal holidays and how we celebrate them. And I know that 2020 was hard even then because it's a safety net for us. It's it's something that we've always done and, and welcome it to come back into our lives. And so when we can't have that, uh, we really do have to step up to the plate and, and find the positive things that it sounds like you did with that individual for sure. So Laura, Let's switch gears and talk about your story. How did your path lead you to this kind of work? Gosh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> I mean, my story, you know, I guess it starts with my family. Like I said before, I'm not a native to Nebraska. I've lived in Nebraska longer than I've lived anywhere else because when I was growing up, my father was a college football coach. And so our, our lives were kind of, kind of surrounded football season, you know, and uh, my dad was an amazing guy. We lost him a few years ago, but, you know, we moved a lot. That was one thing. We never really had those roots, and, you know, where we were in, we never were in a, a place for a long time. And, but it also taught you some resilience, right? So, you you know, you, you have to put yourself out there. You have to get to know new people, you know, you're always going to be in place. So, yeah, and then I ended up marrying a, a man or falling in love with a soldier. So who went into the, you know, was active duty military and then, you know, 12 years of his active duty life and then 17 years of, of Army Reserve. And in the first 12 years of our married life, we moved 11 times. You know, you, you just learn how to become kind of resilient and how to adapt to each situation and, and, and make it, make it your home and make it your place and, so when he got out of the active duty military and decided he wanted to come back to his hometown, because he's from here, he went to high school here, to grade school here. For me, leaving my family in Georgia, the Georgia, Florida area was, was tough, but I feel like it was the right move for us because <clears throat> we, you know, kind of had to take care of his mom. And so we came out here and, and uh, I've lived here, like I said, longer than I've lived anywhere else. I've raised both of, of our children. We've raised both of our children here. So even though I'm not a native, I feel like I am. I mean, this is the place where I raised my family, where my husband grew up. I mean, you know, we, we know this place very well. So, and then being a military wife, you learn a lot about how to help others because, you know, the soldiers are gone quite often and, you know, families have to kind of pull together and help each other. And, and especially in the Army Reserve, I don't know, you know, you're not on a, a base, an Army post, you know, where you have other people, where everyone around you is also part of that military community. So, you know, you have to, you have to kind of pull together with those people and learn how to help each other. So, I think that kind of set the base for this, for me doing this type of work. You know, obviously Veterans Park is pretty near and dear to me with the military background that we have. And then both of our children are actually deciding to, to take that path as well. So, you know, I think, you know, that that's how I that's how I kind of stepped into this, you know, but I was also I own my own business. So I understand what small business goes people who develop you know, or 
people who run their own businesses go through. I know I worked for a Fortune 500 company here in Omaha. I worked for Hewlett Packard for gosh, 14 years. So I know the corporate life as well. So I feel like I kind of got to have a well-rounded look at, at how, you know, at a nonprofit and how it needs to, to function. Um, but I have that deep rooted, you know, I feel like almost a responsibility uh, to make sure that as the Papillion Community Foundation that we're, we're helping and doing the right thing for Papillion. So I think that just comes with the path that it took me to get here. You have so much experience walking in different types of shoes that can lend itself to definitely being an incredible leader of the nonprofit that is the Papillion Community Foundation. So as that leader, what advice do you have for other leaders who want to inspire change? You know, that, that's a really interesting question because I, I think, I feel like uh, our our world has changed a lot, you know, in, in a year. I think if you would ask me this question, last, uh, you know, a year ago, I may have a different answer, but I feel like I have a better answer. I think, you know, we have to do what's best for our communities. You know, you know, we don't always agree on things. We have, you know, there is some division in our country right now, but I feel like there are also some real core things that no matter what side of the political aisle you're on or, or who you look to for guidance or worship or, you know, what's the color of your skin or any of that, there are some core things that we can get behind. And we have to put the differences aside so that we can, as leaders, draw people to those core things that mean the same or close to the same to all of us, no matter how we think or believe or you know, live. We have to focus on those core things that makes us human. You know? and, and so, so how do we do that? So as leaders, that's we have to live that, and we have to be the example of that, and we have to think again. Like I said, that mission on the wall, whatever that mission is, have it in front of you so that you can always use it as like a, a path or a guide to get to that core, where you can bring people together that maybe wouldn't normally function together because they believe or, you know, see things differently. We have to leave that dif the differences behind us and then work on those things that are the core of who we are. Just, you know, so as leaders, we have to be the ones that are doing that and, and not letting people know. Like, I don't want people to know what side of the aisle on. You know, I, I want people to see me for what I what I stand for as, as, as a human being and, and what the what is important to help those people that that maybe don't have what they need or uh, but I don't want people to say you know I don't want people to lump me into one one bucket I want people to see me functioning in a whole lot of different buckets and I think as leaders we have to think about that you know we, we have to be in each bucket so that we can then put all the buckets together and be that one one thing you know Probably not the greatest analogy, but it's like what's coming to my mind right now. I'm thinking like all these buckets of sand and all of different colors or whatever, but ultimately the whole thing is to fill the one bucket with all the sand, no matter what was in it. 
and and so nobody knows where what bucket you actually came from they're just they just know that you're there for a purpose so you know that's that's our job thank you i find what you just said so inspiring so thank you for for those words wow but i'm going to ask you for more even Laura, could you give us a few of your own words of wisdom that could serve as inspiration to our listeners? Yes, I think I can. I, I thought about this, and uh, this is kind of what it came up. I think you always have to question, and then you find the answer and the new solution to do more. I guess it's another way to kind of say thinking outside of the box, but there's more to that, you know? I love that, and I think it's completely inspired by your mission of when you say identify, develop, and support, that's what uh, you're trying to do there with that that inspirational yeah. nugget uh, there too. So for our listeners who would like to learn more about your work and support you, how can they find out more about the Papillion Community Foundation? Well, they can go to our website, www.papillionfoundation.org. But man, I encourage people, just call us. Call us on the phone. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes it's easier to just talk to somebody. I, I would love to say, come visit us. And, and we certainly have that option as well. But I would say our number is 402-331-3917. If you have a need or you have, you want to be part of what we're doing, if you want to give us your input, I mean, you know, anything, just, just call us. Because I think there's no better way to share your mission than to really, like, actually share it. <laughs> You know, whether it's talking to someone, if, if anybody wants to know what's going on or, you know, like what our events or what our schedule is or, you know, where we are, what we're doing, man, I just encourage them to call us because I, 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 I love the opportunity to talk to people, whether it's a, just a person who lives in Papillion who maybe just moved here or someone who's lived here for a long time. They might think what we do is completely different than what we really do. I mean, I know a lot of people think that I actually work for the city. I, I don't work for the city of Papillion. We are a private foundation. So I love the chance to f to share that mission with people by just talking to them. And, and right now, we obviously, we can't talk in person all the time. But shoot, we got we have a Zoom. We can do Zoom calls with people. We, you know, we really love to have people come and volunteer. And there's a lot of things you can actually volunteer and do at home. So I would just say reach out somehow. They can call. They can email me at lschwartz at papillion.org. They can get on our website. We have a contact form they can fill out. They can donate or they can donate their time, their talent, you know, or their money. So, I mean, you know, we, all three of those things are part of what a nonprofit does and how we sustain what we do. So, you know, I, I just, I just say, reach out and, and we, we can tell you what we do. So. Wonderful. As we wrap up our time together today, what is the most important thing you would like our listeners to remember about the Papillion Community Foundation? I would say that mission. We identify, develop, and support. Whatever that means to citizens of Papillion and even greater into like Sarpy County, just remember that's our mission. It's not just Papillion Days. It's not just Winter Wonderland. It's, you know, it's so many other things that we do that accompany that, you know, Veterans Park, Pantry for Our Patriots, Papillion 150, you know, hopefully Papillion Urban Garden. There's so many things that are in our mission that I don't think people realize. And if anything that they think about that could be done in the community to identify, develop, or support, 
that you know the quality of life of of our city and our our county that's what i want people to remember you know that's why we're here we're ultimately in the customer service building business we are here to serve our customers and our customers are the, the citizens of papillion you know our mission is what drives us it's what's going to take us into the next 20 years and hopefully into the next you know 50 years I think it's important for people to understand what our mission is. Laura, your story of leadership is amazing. And all the things that you do for the community of Papillion through the work of the Papillion Community Foundation. And when we first started talking, we talked about that vision for 20 years. And maybe it's a positive thing that it's changed because of COVID-19, because you were able to discover so much more that you could do to serve who you serve uh, as a nonprofit. So I thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. You've been listening to Agency for Change. If you're enjoying these inspiring stories, please subscribe. Is there a change maker you'd like to recommend for this podcast? Just visit the Kid Glove website at kidglov.com to share or to listen to more stories about the people behind positive change.